Yo, Destroyers, how you going? You're listening to Create Destroy. I'm Jordan Jan. And today you are tuning into a very special 10-part series where I look at the top 10 questions that I was asked over 2018. These questions have been curated over the year from meeting with over 5,000 people that are looking to either change the way of work within their organizations or new entrepreneurs just trying to get that idea off the ground. Now, these uh, answers, as always, are my own opinions and they come from over 10 years of experience within the industry, which I think is a nice little sweet spot because I've seen a little bit, but I haven't been there too long to get some of those bad habits that I see every day, to be honest. So this is the first little session. This is question number one, and we are create, destroy. Okay. So this question here without a doubt is the single question that I would say that almost every single person asks. They might not ask it directly like this, but underneath it's, it's really what they're asking. The first question that I have been asked, I would hate to know how many times this year is simply, I've got an idea, but I don't know where to start. This question is, is really, really popular. And it really addresses some of the biggest problems that we have as humans because we're so damn ambitious. You know, we always want our ideas to, to take off. And this is really one of the hardest answers to give. Now, it's hard because of a few reasons. If you have been pondering on an idea for a little while or a little business idea and you don't know where to start, it's it's really important that the answer that I'm about to give doesn't smash your hopes and dreams because that excitement of the idea is really important. You want to keep the excitement. However, what what really stops us from giving it a go is that that idea, we, we really fall in love with it. And my my colleague and co-founder, Gus Belbonton, has a, a hilarious answer to this when someone asks and he basically just says, your idea is shit. It's, it's simply shit. And that's totally fine because all of my ideas are shit too because they're just ideas. The really important thing is action. What are you going to do about it? And a lot of the time when I, I, I give people a similar answer or I see Gus give this answer to someone, it really rattles the cage. Now, let me just dissect it a little bit. Your idea might not be shit, right? It might be a very, very good idea. The intention is to really shake the cage and go, hang on, maybe maybe it isn't that good, which really sparks one feeling and emotion that we we really we really need to have, and that's curiosity. Now, what's happened here is that you might have seen a problem in the marketplace, you might have an idea or be very passionate about something and you go, you know what? I want this to be my job. I want to do this every day because I love it so much. And there we, there we go. That's your idea. It's born. Now the problem is, is that nine times out of 10, your idea is just too big. It's too big to start and you jump into a traditional way of tackling business ideas. And that's probably by writing a business plan. And I shouldn't laugh at it because I've done the same thing hundreds of times. I will 
dissect the problem, the answer, the solution, you know, jump into Excel real quick, do some graphs. And we were, all, we're mostly all very guilty of, of doing this same process. Now, the result for this nine times out of 10 is, oh shit, I need a lot of money to get this going. And how am I going to get the money? And that's when we begin this downward spiral of procrastination and, and, you know, we, we, we say this in a very nice light way, but you're in analysis paralysis. You are just analyzing your idea over and over and over. And because of that, you cannot move. You cannot shift this idea because the idea is simply too big. Now, how do we, how do we start? Which is the, which is the question. I don't know where to start now. What we really want to do is make sure that our assumption is real. If we're assuming that somebody wants our goods or our service or whatever our business is, we need to have data to back this up. Now, data always beats opinions. Every time I've been in a boardroom or some sort of meeting somewhere and it goes like a lot of meetings do into this rabbit hole of opinions, I always try to bring it back and go, guys, what data do we have for this? Because at the moment we're just sharing opinions and assumptions. Now there's a fine line to balance between your assumption, which sometimes is correct, but to make yourself sleep better at night, let's get some data to make sure that we're not wasting time, money, and effort chasing something that we, we actually haven't validated. Now that brings up a very important lens that we use a lot. And so this, this has been borrowed and used extensively by a number of organizations, but I can trace it back to its start with human-centered design through IDEO. Now, they use uh, a little lens, which is essentially three questions that you need to ask yourself and to figure out to make sure that that idea works. Now, these, these three questions are really easy. We need to find out if our idea is, one, feasible, can I do this? Two, is it viable? Can I afford to do this? Is it something that I'm in a position to do? And most importantly, is it C, is it desirable? Do people actually want this? Because there's a lot of things that we can afford to make and we can make, but if people don't want it, then that's a giant waste of time. So what we need to do is use a little tool that we, we developed at Rochambeau called the funnel. Now the funnel is very similar to a sales funnel, except for a sales funnel, you know, traditionally is drawn on its side and a potential client goes from left to right. So you, you have lots of conversations and then those, you know, hundred conversations turn into 10, which turn into one client eventually, because that's just kind of how it goes. If you imagine that same process, but it's an idea if we stand this funnel up vertically, so it's an upside down triangle with the widest part at the top, at the top, we want to write our big idea and our vision. Now let's use an example vision, right? So let's say you want to be the next Chanel or the next massive clothing brand, the next big Nike or something like that. That's what goes at the top. A lot of people come to me and this year there's been a bit of a theme around fashion, fashion brands and, and a lot of young entrepreneurs wanting to get into fashion and retail. And they all come to me and say, Hey, I've got, I've designed a collection. There's 15 pieces. I'm trying to figure out the manufacturing. I'm trying to figure out the pricing. I'm trying to figure out absolutely everything. All I need is 
50 grand to get this started. And I I just get really nervous straight away because especially in design, we're very subjective. We all love our own work. But what we need is to make sure that customers and people that are willing to pay for it also love our work. So at the top, I encourage you to write your goal and your vision. Your vision for something like that might be be one of Australia or you know your country's leading fashion designers or design house or brand. And that's at the top. Now, now that we've got that, we know our direction, we know how our horizon and where we're aiming for. Our challenge now is to break this all the way down into something that we can start with tomorrow. Now, it can't be write a business plan because we're not actually starting. That's not action. That's just more, I guess, analysis paralysis, which is the the singular thing we're trying to escape from. So if we're trying to be a leading fashion brand, what we need is a product, right? We need to go, hang on, rather than having stores all around the country and manufacturing set up everywhere and, you know, a whole range of things that we need to get to. Let's just strip it all the way down to basics and go, what can I do tomorrow to make sure that I'm one step closer than I am today to my my destination? Now, this might seem very simple. It might seem almost elementary to a lot of people. But it's very powerful because what it does is this enables action and action is way more important than your idea. So for this this example, I would recommend stripping this whole idea all the way down to one single garment. Let's say you've you've decided to make a really great t-shirt and you're you're a designer and you've got a little logo or a little picture or design you want to put on on a garment like a t-shirt. Let's bring it all the way down to that because let's assume that you've, you've got next to no money to get this started and, and you're just, you've got time and you've got energy and passion. That's great. Let's make sure we don't overcapitalize and, you know, convince mom and dad and your partner and your friends to invest in your company before you know that people actually want this. So let's strip it all the way down. What, what you can do tomorrow is you can make one design. You can put it on one t-shirt by going to a a local printer. There's lots of companies around that will source a blank t-shirt for you. And then you give them your logo on, you know, from Illustrator or whatever program you choose to use. They could probably help you with that too. If you, if you don't know how to use, you know, Illustrator or or to create your design, but you're going to need your design in some, you know, PNG or a PDF or some sort of vector file, most likely. And what I would want you to do is simply produce no more than 10 t-shirts. 10 t-shirts should cost about $200 maximum. Now, if that's breaking the budget, make one t-shirt. Simply make one t-shirt with one design on it and start wearing it. Photograph it. Start getting other people to wear that singular shirt start populating an Instagram page, start populating a Facebook page, start getting followers to interact with what you're doing creatively. Now you've got one t-shirt, let's call that a sample. You've got a sample, you've got some friends to take photos wearing it, you're, you're uploading that onto your social media page. 
And then you're just going to ask people, hey, do you like this shirt? Why don't you pre-order one and I'll make it for you? Now, really simply, you can measure before having the stock, before doing anything, you can measure if people actually like what you want. If, and what I mean by that, they like what you want them to like, which is your brand and your, your t-shirt. So very simply, we just went from creating the next Nike or the next Chanel or Louis Vuitton or you, you put whatever brand you like at the top into a very simple process of creating one product at a time. Now that there should take no more than a day. You should be able to at least design, find your t-shirt printer, put the order in. A lot of this is digital and you very quickly are now in action. You've got something you can put in front of people and you can, you know, touch and feel and you've, you've starting to figure out the process. Now, that there is the summel, the, the funnel, that there is the funnel. And very simply, that there breaks down an idea into something that you can start working on. Now, every time you move up the funnel, you're adding complexity. So these are the little tricks that go along the funnel. What you want to do is you want to reduce complexity by making the idea simpler. And we just did that by going from a brand to a single t-shirt. That's how small we can get. And once we create action and we make the t-shirt, we want to add complexity by moving up the funnel. So now we've got a t-shirt, we're going to take photos of it. We just move one step up the funnel. Okay. We've got the photos. All right. I've got to put it out there somewhere and need to, to start measuring interest. Okay. Start an Instagram page. Boom. Now we're in marketing. Now, We've moved another step up the funnel. Now, every time we add complexity, we're moving up and making it a little bit more complicated on ourselves, but it's done in a simple way from starting at the bottom and moving up rather than overcomplicating ourselves with ordering 10 to 20,000 units at a time, which a lot of us have made that mistake. I've still got boxes full of t-shirts sitting in my parents' garage. So learn it from me. Don't do it that way. Start small and let demand grow your business. And that's how I think you should start. <laughs>